This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Everybody Lies, our House MD podcast. The the greatest. <laughs> That's us falling into uh, a bunch of used needles. I guess. Jeez. Not again. <laughs> Uh, but we are the greatest House MD podcast that exists. Uh, fuck the other House MD podcast. The other podcast is like the Brandon of the podcast world. <laughs> you know what I mean? They are, absolutely. Just fucking losers. <laughs> Sitting in their basements. Around their collective world. I think they're actually doctors. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, but yeah, just a bunch of losers talking about house, but we're a couple of winners talking about house. Yeah. So this episode is entitled, do you remember, Mike? Um, I actually don't. I, I remember it was control, right? Yep. You got it. Yep. Yeah. I remember the last second there. Cause <laughs> I know you know the title for once in your fucking life. Control. But, uh, yeah, yeah th- this one I watched very recently, like within the last two hours, so I really don't even need to refer to notes. Uh, I-, I like this episode quite a bit. How would you like? Yeah, this is, uh, like I said, I kind of, I like the storyline that starts in this episode, and uh, I think this this is a really good episode uh, of the show, and I think it kind of shows different things that they can do uh, with the framework of the show, where it's not, it doesn't just have to be, you know, oh, you know, what disease is it? Let's figure it out at the very last minute kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah, they're definitely tinkering with the formula in a very good, in a good way. Yeah, because there's, there, there's a lot of kind of moral questions and things like that in this episode that I think are, are pretty, you know, interesting to, to explore. Yeah, the, the episode starts off with a, a woman who's like a high-powered executive. We later discover that she's a CEO of a, I think it's a cosmetics company? Correct. Which is kind of sexist, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so she gets like this paint. She during a meeting where she basically like pulls together this deal out of her ass that's gonna like you know make the company uh, like a billion more dollars. Yeah. Uh, she sits there the whole time. You can tell she's kind of uh, uncomfortable, but she like grit you know grits through it. But then like at the end of the meeting, after everyone leaves, her she tells her assistant to get her a doctor because she can't you know her leg hurts and she can't move it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we cut uh, to the uh, the hospital. Um, and we discover, you know, they're talking about it and they, uh, they say, they basically say, uh, you know, well, um, it could be exactly what happened to house where he has like, a blood clot and it'll like destroy function in his leg and turn him into like a miserable asshole. Right. Or it could be, uh, I can't remember what the other thing they thought was. Well, a- Foreman brings up herniated disc. Yeah, that's what it was. But, uh, uh, Allison Cameron, she yeah 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 she uh, she expertly molds them to her opinion. Where she you know she says, "Oh, Eric, don't you think that if she had this, she, you know, herniated disc, she'd be presenting with pain elsewhere?" And then she says to Robert, "And it, it Robert isn't uh, you know a blood clot the most dangerous?" <laughs> How sees exactly what she's doing? She's and he like immediately calls her out on like reading some kind of self help book to help like you know you manipulate people or be mm-hmm. more you know care yeah she's clearly feeling a little self-conscious about her role in the team and she wants to be a little more assertive i guess 
Yeah, we later discover the real reason, which is just that she feels that as a woman who's attractive, no one listens to her. Which, I don't know if it's that so much as that she just really isn't all that, she doesn't bring anything to the team, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I well, I... I, I mean, her I and Chase, like, basically don't do anything. That's what I was going to say. Her and Chase, I think, and Chase... You know, Chase shines in this episode, but uh, in a oh, yeah, bad he, he, in a bad way. Yeah. So um. So House. Uh, you know, he calls her out on this, but then he does. He, he ends up ultimately doing what she asked him to, which is uh, they order an angiopasty to get a, a look at the uh, vein on the leg mm-hmm. to see if there's a clot in there. Um. And then so we see. You know, Chase goes to to get, and he tells the uh, the intern. Uh, you know, he goes, "Oh, you know, go ahead and do this, and then you know, mm-hmm. get it back to me." Yeah, and he's um, and then, kind of flirting with her, talking about going skiing in Stott or something like that. Yeah, just like, well, how about a drink first? Right. Um, and I think the other, they give her like a blood, they start her on blood thinners for this already mm-hmm. because, you know, that's the most likely dangerous thing. Right. And then kind of in the sub, on the on the other, we see like a subplot, you know, blooming like a uh, beautiful flower where uh, we find out that a, uh, a, bil- um, a billionaire has paid $100 million to, you know, as a donation to the hospital, and part of his uh, conditions was that he would have to be the chairman of the board. Right, Chai um, McBride. I don't, I don't remember his character's name, but uh, yeah, he he basically like Edward has this long speech. Okay, he has a speech about how like uh, you know he uh, he became a success in a business, and like his father was disappointed him the whole time. And then he finally you know got he sold his company for a billion dollars, and he went to go talk, talk to his father, but his father had, had advanced Alzheimer's and he couldn't even recognize him. So at least that's, you know, the pretense he has or in his speech for as to why he bought the hospital. But later it kind of seems like he kind of just feels that he can, you know, use it to like, you know, use business, you know, knowledge to make medicine more efficient. Mm -hmm. We find some some pretty shocking things about this. Oh, yeah. Like we find out that House's department (laughs) costs three million dollars a year. Yeah, it's not making the hospital any money at all. And they, they say they basically cure one patient, you know, at a time, yeah. which is hilarious because that's the entire premise of the show. Right. So, like, yeah, the premise of the show is there, there are no, there's basically no patients we don't see. He cures one patient a week and they have uh, four high, very highly qualified doctors on payroll for that. Uh, so they're billing their insurance, you know? Like they're they're they're. That's why they do all these tests. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they're like, but they're they're probably billing maybe a thousand dollars a week for the, <laughs> for their department, and each of them is making far more than that. That's why they're chanting. They're trying to get them into the clinic as well, so they can make actual money. Right. But uh, Cuddy points out that it's uh, prestigious for the hospital to have him, as House points out, because this, you know, uh, Foreman says, hey, how did this how this case get to you? This is not a very interesting case. And he says, well, she's the CEO, as you pointed out, she's the CEO of this cosmetic company. And all of her assistants uh, researched who the best doctor that they could take her to was. And it turns out it's me. Right. Yeah, so the patient, uh, you know, they do the angioplasty. Um, she keeps saying, you know, she goes, I run, I, uh, you know, I exercise a lot. Um, I don't know why I'm, you know, having this weird, like, pain and that sort of thing. Right. Um, we, we, uh, we didn't see, ah, oh, jeez, I'm trying to remember the sequence of this show. Because it actually, they get to her diagnosis pretty quickly in this episode. Yeah, not quite yet, but yeah, they do, they do get to it fairly quickly. I th- is it at this point that House recognizes the uh, error that occurred? 
Um, I think I'm trying to think. The test. I know. I remember the test comes back. The angel comes back, and they say it's negative, so she doesn't have a blood clot in her leg. And then I'm trying to remember what the next like diagnosis they go to. Oh, Foreman comes in. Oh. Well, I, go ahead. I'm sorry, but I just remember what it was. Foreman comes in and he's basically like he sticks his head in and he's like, "Hey, uh, looks like everything's cool. Um, you know, we don't we haven't found anything wrong, so we're we're gonna discharge you tomorrow." And he's like, "Hey, are you okay?" Because he he didn't get a response, and she's just oh, yeah, that's right. clutching her leg, fucking screaming in horrific pain. Um, right, right, yeah. They say that her pain was at a ten on the pain chart, which right. yikes. I don't even think about that. Right. Uh, but then, like, how suspects this preferred pain, and, like, due to her medical history and her age, he thinks that she has colon cancer, because I guess her mother had died of colon cancer. Yeah, exactly. So they're not, they're not pretty funny here, but, I mean, as far as cancer goes, I would think that even, you know, a uh, oncologist would have a subspecialty, especially someone who was, like, the head of a department. But it seems like Wilson just knows about every single kind of cancer. Like, he's like a, I mean, is that, a, does that sound reasonable to you? Um, I would think that, I mean, I'm not, I, mean, I, I believe the current thought I could be wrong is that it's actually like a different collection of diseases, not just one thing, you know, you can yeah. cure. It's just different diseases that have the same characteristics. Correct. Yes. That is, that is the current theory that, uh, that's being explored right now. And I do believe I'm not entirely sure, but I do. I, yeah. I'm almost positive. I do believe that they, that oncologists subspecialize in you know different kinds especially what you would think like lung leukemia there are some like the leukemias and the lymphomas alone there are so there's you know different variations and things like that and sure. it's you know there's there's different chemotherapies there's different types of radiation i, I mean things like i suppose that. it's not unreasonable for one doctor to know all that though i mean if it's the same basically kind of you know type of disease yeah. But, well, regardless, uh, but yeah, Wilson's here and he uh, he he wants to do a colonoscopy, but uh, she she's really against that because I think she doesn't want somebody to see her. Is what? She... Yeah, she says she doesn't want to be looked at. That's right, and then and then like uh, so then we um, she does a uh, virtual uh, is a virtual colonoscopy, which I mm. I don't know how that works or whatever, but they say it's a lot less invasive, but it's very expensive. But of course, she has the money for it because it's, she's a CEO of like a major company. Yeah, I think the way that he described it, and I didn't even know this was a thing, but I think the way he described it is it's a series of images, so you don't have to actually have anything put in you or anything like that. It's basically just a series of, I don't know if they're MRIs or x-rays or what what kind of imaging they're using, uh, but going up the entire colon. Now, I mean, I, I guess Yeah, that that's works. what he was saying. I, I don't yeah, know. I, I think what it was is, like, it's a virtual, I think... Uh whatever it was but mm. yeah i think they just stitch all the images like into a 3d image and you could rotate around and stuff i would imagine yeah something like that and this was like 10 years ago so i imagine if such technology is real it's even more advanced now well i know now they have this thing where you can just shit in a box and send it in and they'll tell you if you got colon cancer jeez there's some sort of i've seen commercials for it there's some sort of new test i guess if it's this specific kind of colon cancer and it's like 85% accurate, but it never gives a false negative. So if it says you're negative, then you're it's 100% that you're negative for it. For this, uh, that seems like a terrible idea for so many reasons. Yeah, I know. But yeah, so the, the colonoscopy comes back uh, that she doesn't have anything. Um, mm. She's clear of that, too. Um, but then, uh, then House realizes that uh, 
Chase did the ex did the angioplasty wrong because again he goes to think that it's you know a blood clot that they didn't catch somehow, and sure enough uh, she has two left legs so yep. uh, it turns out that the wrong leg was uh, was angioplasty yeah. so he basically uh, you know tells uh, Chase what a douchebag he is but then it then he looks at the form and it turns out that the uh, the intern was told to do it by Chase and he's just annoyed that Chase you know mm-hmm. wouldn't do it himself because you know he's very hands on well he's really not hands on to be honest with you he just has his uh, trusted associates and everything, I guess. Right. Maybe that's like, like that's why he's so hard on them is because like, that's the closest he feel, feels comfortable to being, you know, to a patient. Like maybe mm. like the whole sadness of the, uh, you know, experience is really bothering to him. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe he really just does hate people. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so, yeah, so it's basically like, like, Oh, good. Oh yeah. So it's like part of himself failed and like, he just doesn't trust it anymore. So mm. he goes and has Forbin uh, do the angioplasty. Yeah, exactly. Yep, so Foreman does the angio, and it turns out it's still clean. Yeah, but during the procedure, she starts going into, like, almost like a car, or it's a respiratory arrest, because, yep. like, uh, so the, and then House, uh, House, House sees her when she's, like, by herself, and he notices she has all these cuts on her. Yeah, well, he, like, he looks at the whiteboard, and, because he's, you know. he's thinking other things that could cause this, and he goes mm-hmm. to psych issues. Yeah, and he's, because he, he found out that she, you know, she only let Wilson do a virtual colonoscopy, and he's like, she likes, you know, she doesn't mind tests, but she doesn't like, you know, embarrassing tests or, or you know, invasive tests. And as he's doing the psych symptoms things, you know, he writes on the board, the, the title of the episode, Control, um, and... So he goes and looks, like you said, and he finds, you know, some, you know, very even, you know, obviously done with razor blade cuts up on her thigh. So she's a cutter, uh, you know, part of the reason probably why she didn't want to get looked at. And from this, he determines that she's going to need a new heart. Did he spot the other thing when he was doing this? I don't remember if he did or not, because I didn't even think to look until I realized what it was. I don't remember if he, I know, I I don't remember if he goes into her purse and finds it. I think maybe he does or he just, or he just theorizes it. One of the two. Yeah. Either, either way he goes and tells us to Wilson and he goes, well, I can't tell you what the issue is because I I need you to, you know, I can't Mm -hmm. cloud your judgment when you're, you know, because she's going to need a transplant and you're on the transplant board. So Mm -hmm. I can't tell you this, you know, it's, I just can't tell you. Yeah, and then he says like a certain set of variables would indicate she needed a transplant, and sure enough, uh, mm-hmm. his team comes up and goes, "Oh, well, she's going to need a transplant," and they say exactly you know why is the reason is what he just said is what they say, mm-hmm. and then like Wilson kind of gives him a look. Yeah, and he says she's. They said we, we're going to put her on the transplant list, and he goes, "She's already on it." Right. Yeah. So then he goes to um, he goes to the woman, and he goes, he goes, basically, he goes, he goes, "You're a bulimic." Mm-hmm. And he, the reason he thinks that is because he thinks that uh, the syrup of Epicac, which, as he says, is great. Like, I always hear you should have that, though, knock on wood, I never have. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'll never need it. It's a, it's a vomit-inducing liquid, you know, that's, well, apparently just so, dis- I don't know what the what it, the mechanism is, but it's from what I've heard, it's so disgusting smelling, it just makes you throw up. Yeah. But I guess it's a very, according to this, at least, it's a very harsh chemical that can really destroy, like, your nervous tissue and your muscle tissue, and that's what happened to her heart is... Uh, he finds out from her she's been taking it three times a week to throw up, and then mm. that's you know that's what ruined it. This is how Karen Carpenter died. Karen, was it with Epi- Epicac? Yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. Karen Carpenter was was also uh, a bulimic, um, and she she used Epicac to um, 
you know, to vomit and, you know, ingesting this chemical over and over again, it, it like it leads to degeneration of muscle. And, you know, it doesn't it, even though there are different types of muscle, it doesn't differentiate. So even though because the heart's a muscle, it, it leads to that as well. And, and it severely weakened her heart to the point that ev- eventually, um, even though she had gotten off of it and was trying to get better, uh, she suffered a cardiac arrest and died. That's how Karen Carpenter dies. Yeah, I heard it was from a heart attack. I didn't know the details, though. But, yeah, so so House basically has already told Wilson that he's uh, that something's up. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't say exactly what it was. So they go to this committee before the transplant committee. Um, well, he goes to Vol- he goes to her first. And this is maybe it's one of the best scenes in the episode, maybe the best scene in the episode, where he basically says to her, like you said, he says, you know, I know you're bulimic. I know you've been taking Epicac. This is what it's done. And he and. You know, he says, you know, you're not if you don't get a heart transplant, you're going to die. But you're a bulimic. That's a psych symptom. It's a major psychiatric symptom. It's a major risk. And I am ethically bound to disclose that to the transplant committee unless, you know, I decide not to. And, you know, she's she's kind of just sitting there like trying to take it all in. And she says, you know, well. You know, what do you want? Do you want like a bribe or whatever? And he's like, he gets pissed and he's like, yeah, you know, I he's basically says, I want to know that you that your life means something to you, that if I do this, because I could get, you know, fired, I could lose my license. I could even go to you know jail, possibly, um, you know, that if I do this, that you that it's worth it, that you want to live. And she, you know, she does kind of break down and cry and make, you know, she becomes vulnerable for, you know, a brief period and and says that she does want to live. So then, yeah, he, uh, you know, he goes to the transplant committee, um, you know, with Wilson and, and Cuddy there and some other doctors, too. Yeah, then, like I said, uh, Volger shows up. Mm-hmm. And um, so House is like, you know. Cuddy is, you know, clearly doesn't want to get in trouble, especially not in front of Vulgar. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like asking him, you know, all the, you know, he gives all the criteria that she checks off and she goes, is there anything else? He goes, no, there's nothing else. But then she goes, well, you put her on the list before your medical team, you know, confirmed this diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you're not disclosing something else? And he goes, mm-hmm. you know, just blatantly flat out lies and says, no, everything's fine. Yep. Yeah. Because at first he's very, dis- like, he's very evasive with his answers like she says is there you know she she asks a very open-ended question is there any is there anything on the exclusion list um that would exclude her from from getting a heart and he's like um you know no not nothing uh, like he goes through like a list like you said where he's like uh you know she's got no uh this she's got no that she's got no like he lists all the things that she doesn't have and she's like what about psych symptoms you know depression and he goes she's a little blue but you know turns out she needs a heart right so. right right <laughs> So yeah, like he really he very he very much avoids it and then she finally just says, "Hey, yes or no, is there anything that you know that would exclude her from getting a heart?" and he lies and says no. Right. Now, Chase yeah. is pissed at House this episode and decides that he's going to like, you know, he thinks it's weird that that House knew what happened before it happened, uh, you know, Foreman in a uh a rare display of, 
you know, not really thinking about it. Although I honestly don't think he really cares that much. Um, as long as they got to the diagnosis, but he's like, uh, he's like, Oh, he always, you know, he always figures this shit out. And, um, you know, Chase is like, yeah, but he's always rubbing it in our faces. And, uh, so he goes and looks in at the, uh, where she works, um, and finds a, a bottle of Epicac in her, her, um, desk or whatever. Right, yeah. So, um, he basically, you know, he, uh, Cuddy knows, you know, she mm-hmm. kind of figures out. Wilson, of course, knows that he, you know, had lied. Yep. And then somehow Volger kind of picks up it as well, because Volger, like, uh, House is uh, playing Bob O'Reilly, and right before mm-hmm. he says a good part, Volger shows up, and he basically, like, you know, they basically have a discussion without openly saying what happened there. Yeah, exactly. And then the house calls it a dance. Then eventually Volgor gets up and leaves. He goes, house tells him, he goes, yeah, I, I have tenure. You're, you, you know, basically are the chairman. You almost own the hospital. He goes, but I have tenure. So it's a guy, you know, stalemate. And he goes, you know, he, he was Cuddy and, uh, you know, Wilson would not, you have to get a unanimous decision to vote me out. And mm-hmm. Cuddy and Wilson are both on the board. They would never vote me out. And then, mm-hmm. then Volgor goes, you know, actually, it's, it's actually quite a bit easier to get rid of a person on the board than it is to, you know, get everyone on the board to agree. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast. BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. I understand what you're saying, but I'll get rid of, uh, I'll get rid of Cuddy and fucking Wilson from the board, and then you'll have no one to protect you. Yeah. So, yeah, they have this, you know, setting up this conflict. House uh, brings the woman some fried chicken from the uh, Mm -hmm. cafeteria for some reason. Yep. Because he goes, oh, he goes, oh, you're gonna have to be on a very strict diet. That shouldn't be too hard for you. Right. Or maybe he says it will be hard. But yeah. So yeah, it's uh, you know everything works out in the end, uh, except for we don't know what happens. Volgar. I like this episode. I like the character of Volgar. I'm looking forward to seeing future confrontations with House, which Mm -hmm. I'm sure. uh, I think you said he's again. So six episodes or so. Yeah, it's it's most of the rest of this season. Um, he's he he's in. I I part of me kind of wishes that he would that he would be in it more but you know another part of me is like you know what they do in the story arc they do is is satisfying enough so they didn't really need to push it but i do like the the back and forth between the two of them and uh, we definitely get more of it in the next episode which is another episode i think you'll like a lot but yeah this is uh this is a good episode um you know i think one of probably one of the best from season one and uh yeah we'll we will look forward to more vogler next week yep but that is our episode for the night uh as always tell friends if you want to uh contact the show a massive late fee at gmail.com you can find us on twitter facebook myspace any place on the internet that exists we're we're there we're on 4chan or whatever i don't know Oh, I hope not. <laughs> no, we're not. Um, but that was another segment we used to have uh, for one time when, when you read 4chan. <laughs> yeah, that's the only time in my life I've actually been on 4chan and read anything on 4chan. It was horrifying. You're on a list now, and you actually got off relatively mild. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll revisit that at some point. Uh, looking up uh, 4chan for an episode uh, here or there. <laughs> We should have an episode where I have like a playlist of like mess up videos and you have to watch them. Like, and we we'll put the playlist so people can follow along. <laughs> it would be as much torture as if uh, we uh, we did all these Star Wars uh, commentaries. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would be late for all those. I think. Yeah. I didn't mean like mess up, like gross, I and mean, just like hilarious. Oh, okay. 
I thought you meant yeah. like the human centipede or something like that. Oh, no, no. Have you ever seen the, the clip of uh, Todd Berry on the uh, Louis, uh, I think it was called Louis, the Louis C.K. show? I don't think so. No, I like Todd Berry, though. It, it's He's actually coming into town soon, but it was really funny. It was like, uh, he was talking about like, his, you, you just watch it. It's, it's just, I think it's, called, I think it's called Me on Louis, but if you look up Todd Berry, Louis, mm. it should come right up. And it's okay. like, this like really bizarre. <laughs> like, like, just watch it. It's, it's so hilarious. Okay, I definitely will. All right. Well, yeah. So that's our show for this week. Uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Bye.